Robin Hood has been hacked. Robin Hood made the announcement today that they have some hackers that broke into your accounts and they hit 7 million people. So I'm going to talk to you about the Robin Hood hack, as well as some other things you might want to know about Robin Hood as we move forward. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on DrVoiceTV.com right now. Here we are, claiming the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And you're probably also listening on the Black Financial Channel. Uh, we like to back up all of our information and make sure that nobody can hack us and take us down, or it's much harder to do. Well, Robin Hood was hacked today. Um, speaking of hacked, Robin Hood got hacked. How many of you read uh, the story um, about Robin Hood getting hacked? today um and saw what was going on with that give me a yes or no in the chat if you saw the story about the robin hood hack it's really interesting and i decided that i would break it down for you kind of give it give you a dr boyce perspective on the whole robin hood situation so you can kind of understand what i'm seeing from my side of the world now um hello also to everybody on instagram my instagram is the real boyce walking so if you want to follow me on instagram if you like intelligent black stuff then this is the place for you. If you like ignorant black stuff, then then I can't do anything for you. I can't, I can't help your ignorant ass. All right, so anyway, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Uh, here's the deal. So Robin Hood got hacked today. I'm going to read a little bit of it to you, give you the main story. Then I'm going to give you the Dr. Boyce breakdown on what happened with the Robin Hood hack. Put your B1 in the chat also. Uh, we are B1, which means black first. Uh, that's what we believe. We're here for our community nobody else. All right. So according to The Verge, they're basically saying that trading platform Robinhood said Monday that that personal information for more than 7 million customers was accessed during a data breach on November 3rd. The company said in a news release that it does not appear that social security numbers, bank account numbers, or debit card numbers were exposed and no customers had a financial loss due to the incident. So that right there, you know, is a pretty good statement in terms of saying not much to see here. It's all good. You know, relax. Don't go crazy. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm hearing you, but let's read further. They said an unauthorized third party quote, socially engineered a customer support employee by phone. Does that mean they just like played him for a sucker? I think that's what they're saying. Uh, Robin Hood said, and was able to access its customer support systems. The attacker was able to get a list of email addresses for approximately 5 million people and full names for a separate group of 2 million people. For a smaller group of about 310 people, additional personal information, including names, dates of birth, and zip codes were exposed. And for about 10 customers, quote unquote, more extensive account details were released. So that's only 10 out of a few million. That's not horrible. That's not terrible. Now, one of the things that I'm sort of predicting from this is that you'll probably start getting a bunch of random emails uh, from 
uh, in, in what they call these fishing expeditions. Fishing is where they'll send you something and say, oh, my God, something's going on with your Robinhood account. Log in immediately or you're going to lose all your money. And then you'll go to some website that looks like Robinhood, but it won't really be Robinhood. And you'll put in all your login information. And next thing you know, they've got access to your account. You're giving them access to your account. So it looks like this hack, this breach, this data breach with Robinhood, which I believe it actually took a toll on the stock price. Uh, let me see here. Let me do a quick Google search on Robinhood stock. Robinhood stock price. Uh, it's down to about $38 a share. It actually went up a little bit today. Uh, Robinhood stock has not been a bad investment. It started off about 37. It's hit as high as about 38. So it's been trading in a decent range. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It didn't start at 36. Scratch that. Oops, my bad. Uh, when it was released, actually, when the stock actually went public, it started at 34.72. Immediately went up to 37, and now it's hovering about 38. So Robinhood stock has not been a bad investment. Uh, the last month, it's been a little bit in the red. It's gone down by about 10%. The last six months, it's gone up, well, they're saying 3,000%, but that don't make no damn sense. That ain't true. Stop lying. Stop lying. All right, so so the hack and the breach doesn't appear to be a problem. Uh, I don't think you're going to lose a lot of money from this. But what you have to kind of process and think about is that, you know, these apps, uh, you know, they, they, they give you the impression that they're very secure. And I don't doubt that they have some degree of security there. But hackers are always very creative. And so one of the things that you might want to think about is, uh, doing some very basic things to protect your account. So I don't know if I would, if I were you, I don't know if I would put all my money into any one app. I don't care how secure it is. If you put all of your money in one place, then you are putting yourself at risk. You are putting yourself at risk for being played like a sucker. If that one place gets attacked and gets hacked, right? So uh, the two guys who started Robinhood, uh, Vlad and some other guy, I forgot his name. They started Robin Hood basically after the Occupy Wall Street movement. I don't know if you uh, remember that movement that actually accomplished pretty much almost nothing. But uh, the Occupy Wall Street was where a bunch of white hippies decided to all go and camp out on, you know, on the, on the you know steps of these um, banks on, you know, on Wall Street. And they didn't really they weren't real clear about sort of stating what they were looking for. They were, but they were complaining. They had a very legitimate gripe. The legitimate gripe is that America has been a country where, with tremendous amounts of economic inequality, not just racial, but just general inequality, say, between the workers and the business owners or the workers and the wealthy. And it's only gotten worse. It only continues to get worse. Uh, and, and unfortunately, it kind of gets worse because of the people just like these guys, right? You know, the tech entrepreneurs that end up going to Silicon Valley and, and making an absolute killing. Or they can go and they can go borrow, you know, a billion dollars to start some startup company. Whereas a black owned business, I know a lot of great black owned businesses that can't even go borrow a hundred thousand dollars from a white owned bank. Right. And so, but they'll give you a student loan. Now they'll give you, they'll be happy to put you in debt for college for for the rest of your life, but they won't give you the business loan. So uh, ultimately uh, Robin hood uh, has, has received mixed reviews in general. Uh, I'm not here to say Robinhood's good or bad. Uh, a lot of y'all might have actually seen. I think Ice Cube sued Robinhood over the use of his image or something like that. But uh, you know, but you know that that's Ice Cube's situation, right? That's what he's fighting. And uh, and now one thing about Robinhood that is interesting is they, on one hand, they made the argument that they were kind of opening up the investment world for everybody. They were inviting so so-called regular people to become investors, which I which I agree 100%, but there are some experts out there, some addiction experts who are basically saying that Robinhood has gamified uh investing. They've gamified it 
uh, in, in, uh, and they basically created a space where you have a bunch of people who are gambling addicts pretending to be investors. They're gambling addicts posing as investors. They think they're investing, but really, if you're buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling and riding the wave and buying the dip and jumping back in and jumping back out and getting excited and then getting depressed, getting excited, getting depressed because your money went up or down that day, you're displaying a lot of the emotional uh, volatility that a gambling addict has. It's no different from a guy who goes to the casino and ends up just rolling the dice all day. So if you got, you know, 40% of your portfolio in Shiba Inu and, and you waiting for your Dogecoin to hit, that's gambling. I'm not saying that that's not, that that's not your right to do that. You can do it, but don't act like, you know, it's like somebody acting like, like having a baby is the same as getting an abortion. Those are two different things, right? You can choose what you want, but having a baby is not the same as getting an abortion. So the same thing is true. Investing is not the same as gambling. Investing and gambling are not the same thing. So let's make sure we don't confuse the two. So what the gambling experts are saying, I'm going to read some of this to you in an NBC article, and then I'm going to give you my interpretation of this because I happen to live in the house with a therapist who is an expert in addiction. So she schools me on a regular basis on what addiction looks like. And uh, so I'll share some of that with you. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you have not done that yet. So they said here in this NBC article, while the broader public may have gotten its first glimpse this week of the troubling and addictive nature of trading apps like Robinhood, gambling experts, finance watchers, and even rival apps have long been thinking about how to address these problems. Quote, The online day trader with problems is indistinguishable from the online gambling addict, says Keith White, executive director of the National Council on Problem Gambling. He points to graphics like the iconic green confetti that displays on the user's phone when Robinhood executes a trade. A lot of this is directly taken from the user experience of casinos and encourages the immediacy and frequent engagement. See, y'all don't understand this. Let me just explain this to y'all. I'm not telling you what, what to do. I'm just giving you the game here. Casinos have a casinos are experts in psychological manipulation. They're experts in it. They understand basic things about how the human brain gets trained to engage in compulsive behavior. It all starts with things like Pavlov's dog. If you know anything about psychology, you might have heard the story about Pavlov's dog where they rang the bell and then fed him food and then trained him where every time he would hear a bell, he would get excited because he would think that food was coming, right? Same way a man gets excited when a certain girl calls because he knows it might he might get lucky that day, right? And there's certain little elements there like the randomness of the process that makes it very um, exciting that, make, that keeps the gambler coming back. Uh, there's also um, the, the whole, the whole like parade and confetti, like, woo, congratulations. You bought a stock today. Woo. Right. That also feeds into it. Like if you think about when you go to a casino and you go to Vegas, what happens when you pull the bar down and you win is ding, 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 and you're all excited because you're, you're happy that you won money. So what a lot of critics are saying about Robin Hood and I'm not saying this is the reason not to use Robinhood, but they're basically saying, you know, eh, you're calling it investing, but it's kind of a lot like gambling. You're kind of taking like 21 year olds and you got them thinking that they're building this excellent future when the truth is that they might, you might be having them in Gamblers Anonymous in a few years and like nobody knows for sure. So, so it's kind of one of those things where uh, Robinhood for legitimate reason is uh, seen as a source of controversy. Another area of society that's quite common where they actually use the same techniques that they use in casinos is in video games. If you've ever watched some of the video games, uh, I, I, you know, there's this game I told you guys I love called Call of Duty. 
And Call of Duty is is a really disturbing game. It's, it's You have to be mentally ill to enjoy this game, but I'm half crazy, so that's why I enjoy it. And Call of Duty is a game where you literally get to live in the metaverse and you run around and you blow people's heads off uh, and and you you know you fight with your military team and you have all these different weapons and it's just so it's so inappropriate for like you know ten year olds and twelve year olds but but I'm always I'm I'm constantly like having to go murder like little children on this game like, it makes me feel kind of sad but it's true and uh, and so anyway with Call of Duty one of the things that I remember seeing I, I saw a um I saw this uh this 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 guy who was explaining how they make the game Call of Duty. And he was basically saying that they literally do the same thing that they do in casinos. He said their goal is to get you to play as long as they can get you to play, right? And the way they get you to play is they randomize, just like in casinos. So they set it where one minute you're playing against really hard competition where you'll get your ass kicked. Then you're playing against really weak competition where you get to win, right? Because And they want you to like constantly go back and forth, almost like the girl who says, well, you might get some tonight, or maybe you won't. Or maybe you will, or maybe you won't, right? Because if you, he, because she knows, right? If he, if he knows he's going to get it all the time, then he gets bored. But if he knows he's never going to get it, then he's going to walk away, right? So you keep him guessing. You got to keep him guessing, ladies. That's what you got to do. Just keep us guessing. That's what we do, right? So the same thing is true with the video games. Same thing is true with the Robinhood apps. The Robinhood app is pretty much uh, the investment equivalent of a video game. That's you know, the same tool, same techniques. The goal is to create products that, that get you addicted. Also, another area where addiction theory is studied uh, in order to maximize profitability is uh, social media. Social media, the reason that you have dings and bells and beeps and buzzes on your phone is because they have studied exactly what's going to get you addicted and keep you coming back. So millions of people now have social media addiction. Well, why does this addiction thing keep popping up? Well, because you learned from Nino Brown back in, you know, back in New Jack City, that if you have a product that is, that is addictive, then you can make all the money. Right. If, if your product is addicted, if, if you if all of your your customers got to keep coming back, then then you win. Right. So ultimately, the, the, the reality is that to some extent, the social media platforms, uh, the, uh, the 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 investment apps, um, the video games are pretty much all operating on what you might call the Nino Brown business model. And so so ultimately, this is something I think you should be very thoughtful about, very cautious of. And uh, even though Nino Brown was really cool, Nino Brown was probably not very good for the community. We don't want Nino Browns in our community. We got rid of them. Uh, and I would say that to some extent, you might say Robin Hood is just another Nino Brown. So the other so the thing I would say with Robin Hood is this. Look, if you have money on Robin Hood, maybe you can leave it on there. If you um, if you want to be safe, put your money on different apps. I put my money on about five different investing apps. I never put all my money in one place because I don't want you to be able to hit me in one spot and take everything. Also, even with your crypto, maybe you want to put your crypto in different places. Some of you may have noticed that Bitcoin is like going crazy. Bitcoin is um, is up, I think, to over 67,000 or something like that. Uh, that Bitcoin rise is 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 as predictable as as the sun coming out of the sky every morning. I I mentioned to you guys many many months ago that I felt that Bitcoin by the end of the year was actually going to be higher than it is right now. I truly believed in my heart of hearts that Bitcoin by the end of this year was going to hit $108,375.18 or something like that, right? I really thought Bitcoin was going to crack $100,000 because all the indicators tell me that Bitcoin is a good investment. Well, now that Bitcoin has been allowed to grow 
They've been, they Bitcoin's been allowed to shine. People aren't, you know, trying to hate on Bitcoin and trying to disrupt the growth of Bitcoin. Now you're seeing Bitcoin becoming what it's meant to be. Bitcoin is becoming what LeBron James was in his third year in the NBA. Uh, Bitcoin is up to 67,000. Earlier this week, it hit 65,000. Don't be surprised if it hits 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, and 100. And the reason I believe this is because I remember seeing a statistic somewhere that said that I want to say 80% of all the Bitcoin on earth is not even for sale. That literally people that own it are just sitting on it like a goose sitting on a golden egg waiting for that sucker to hatch. And they're not letting it go. Right. So if you have increased demand, the demand for Bitcoin is going up. Institutions are buying it. More people are buying it. They're finding more use cases for it. So as the demand for Bitcoin is going up and the supply is remaining constant, then, then that means just from basic economic theory that the price is going to rise. So Bitcoin, in my view, is I'm not going to say it's a sure thing because in investing, there is no sure thing. And, the, and it could crash. Right. Remember, it did crash before. Um, so there's no guarantees. But I would be absolutely stunned if Bitcoin crashes ever again, like at, at the level that it did before, you know, like cuts in half or goes down by 50,000 or back down to 500 bucks or whatever. Because remember a Bitcoin, I mean, you could have bought a. Oh, my God. Let me let me see. Let me see. what What's the price of Bitcoin? I want to see a chart. The price of Bitcoin, just so, so we can all feel like really pissed off at ourselves for a minute. Let me just share something with you guys real quick. Um, and do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Let me let me share my screen with y'all so y'all can kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you won't see this, but I'll just describe it to you so you'll know what I'm actually showing everybody else. Um, so if you look at the price of Bitcoin, let me share this with you on screen. Okay, look at the price of Bitcoin here, right? You can see it on this chart. It's kind of small, but I'll describe it. Um, and with Bitcoin, Bitcoin's extraordinary because here it is. Okay, it's not even at today's date, but it says sixty one thousand five thirty nine. So it was that sixty one thousand about what about four three four days ago? If you went back to like you know, not even twenty nineteen January twenty twenty, you could have bought Bitcoin for eight thousand three hundred twenty six dollars. And so you'd be hard pressed to find any asset anywhere that is going to be what is that eight times its value in a freaking year, a year and a half or whatever that is. I guess what, almost two years now, actually. So it's the end of 2021. Uh, if you go back to, let's say this time, September 18th, 2020, or go back to about a year ago today, November 20th of last year, Bitcoin was at 18,718. Now it's at 67,000. That's pretty amazing. Now, if you really want to feel bad about yourself, you could go back to maybe 2017 where Bitcoin was trading at maybe seven or 800 bucks. So, uh, you know, so so if you look at it, you know, there and you bought it and just held it and remained patient, then that money would would have probably made you rich. You, you probably would have had a ton of money in Bitcoin right now. So um, so just be patient. You know, remember that a lot of investing, you know, a lot of people try to make long term assessments based on what an asset does over a two, three, four, five, six, eight, 12 week period. And I encourage you, don't do that. You're not supposed or even a year, even a year is not long enough to determine the long term potential of an asset. Uh, a lot of assets that, you know, have a, a lengthy maturity process and Bitcoin's kind of one of them. And uh, and so, you know, if, if you want to really engage in what I would consider to be the safest form of investing, have some stocks that you buy and just sit on them, just sit on them, add to it, you know, and, and leave it alone. Uh, let the flower grow. Let the flower grow. Uh, if you want your children 
uh, to do well. And I did a video actually on my Instagram. My Instagram is the real boys walking. So follow me on Instagram. I'm on there all the time every day. And I, I like to think I'm trying to share things that will be helpful to you. Uh, but I don't just talk about financial stuff. I talk about everything that's on my mind. So if you can't handle that, then you probably need to stay away. Um, but one of the things I, I, I was thinking about as I was running, you guys know, I was running this race with my wife this week and uh, she tricked me. She, that's what happens. These pretty girls, they'd be, they'd be tricking you, be, you know, uh, be, be like sneaky and stuff. She tricked me into running this uh, nine mile race. And, um, and so I ran this nine mile race and during the race I stopped and I walked and I did a little video where I explained three easy ways that you could set your kids up for life. And so the three things I laid out there, I can't remember what, what the third one was right away, but the one first one was, um, you know, help them avoid things like student loan debt. If you, you know, and the way you could do that, I think is if you bought a bunch of stocks for your child if you just said every birthday, every Christmas, every holiday, every time I get them a gift, I'm like, buy them some shares of stock. And you just buy those shares and you just let them sit there. You leave them alone. And what you do it consistently, keep adding, then your child will probably have enough money where they won't need to go deep in, in, in debt to go to college and all that good stuff. And then two, help them buy a house as soon as possible. The big variable, the big uh, hurdle to buying a house is uh, is the initial down payment. If you could do that, then basically you're doing the exact same thing that a renter does. The only difference is that you actually get to keep the, a chunk of the rent money. Uh, and that makes a big difference in terms of wealth accumulation. So those are a couple of things you could do that will set your child up for life. And I just encourage you to do that. And the way you do it is through that long-term investing, not with this short-term, you know, gambling stuff that everybody's doing that that's fun, but that's not what long-term investing looks like. Okay. All right, guys. So that's it. Uh, so my conclusion on the Robin Hood hack is that it, it appears to be relatively benign, but uh, I'm going to keep my eye on it because there are some things there that do concern me. And uh, and just in general, you may not want to put all your money on one app because that could be considered financially dangerous. All right. So anyway, I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, if you want a free copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar, you can go to boycewatkins.com. Uh, also, tomorrow, don't forget, we're having stock market investing class. So if you want to join our stock market investing club, uh, you can actually go to the blackstockmarketprogram.com. That's theblackstockmarketprogram.com. So feel free to go take a look. And uh, and we meet on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. And I literally allow you to submit your questions to me. And I answer every single question from every single student every single week. And uh, the first month is totally free. So if you don't like it, you can get a full refund. We don't we don't want to keep any money from you if you're not 100% happy with everything you're getting. All right. So I'm out of here, guys. Please have a good day. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Please hit the thumbs up button on your way out. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.